the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. Having a super good time now. I'm calmed down now. At last hour, uh, I got a little riled up talking about things like the border because there was some breaking news on that. And if you missed any part of, of uh, last hour, uh, don't forget you can always download the podcast wherever you get the podcast. And let me tell you, we had some topics I think last hour that nobody else is talking about. And we're going to do the same thing here. Um, Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. If you've got a topic idea, guest suggestion, anything you want to share with me, you know I'd love to hear from you guys, particularly when you agree with me. <laughs> Those are always my favorite emails, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And with me this hour, as always, is the one and only, it's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. <laughs> Broccolini. Glad you're uh, feeling a little better now, AK. I'm not sure if you had a Snickers at, at the halftime break or, or what mm-hmm. happened, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I actually, yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's just I do, I do appreciate the passion though about these issues because mm-hmm. they get overlooked a lot, and it's it's really important. So it's I want you to keep that fire. Um, but I am glad that you're feeling a little. Uh, Thank you. Feeling good coming into the second hour. That's mm-hmm. good. Absolutely, I did take a break. Ate me some cheese. Got me some protein. <laughs> there we go. And I'm ready, ready to get going. By the way, today is Giving Tuesday. Uh, we have Black Friday. We have small, small shop, small Saturdays. We got Cyber Monday. Tuesday is uh, Giving Tuesday. I have not given anything yet today, and I had kind of forgotten about it. Um, so I guess you guys can consider uh, my news you can use segment as a gift to you because it actually kind of is because the idea came about with, I give my opinions every night of the week. How about I also give some content that you guys can actually use to make your life better. I am going to give, give, uh, do something else in addition to that, by the way. Um, but consider this news you can use segment like we do every Tuesday night with our good friend, Gary Quackenbush, GQ Law, host of Word on Wealth that you guys listen to every t- every day at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Hello, Gary Quackenbush. Andrea, how are you? Well, I'm good. I- I'm curious how your Thanksgiving was. This is the first time I've had to chat with you since Turkey Day. It was really great. It was great. Had my daughter... Her husband and three of our grandkids with us um, up in Julian. We stayed there for about four days and did all the fun things that we do on our little mountainside up there. It was very, very fun. So I enjoyed it. I love Thanksgiving. There's not, it's, the, the work up to it is not as dramatic as Christmas. 
I love Christmas, but Thanksgiving, there's a lot fewer expectations. So I appreciate that kind of ramping up to the holidays mm-hmm. feel. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had a compound up at Julian. That's interesting. Is yeah. it kind of like the Kennedy yeah. compound? Not as big. It's, it's, um, <laughs> you know, we have zip, we have a couple zip lines and some oh, well, fun and stuff like that. Yeah. It's been, it's fun. My grandkids think it's like, grandpa, when are you going to do the next zip line? So it's, well, fun. how can I get adopted into the family? I want to go do a zip line. <laughs> right. We should have a, we do a radio broadcast from our little mountaintop thing. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. So um, were you working hard over Thanksgiving to come up with some wacky laws that you can share with us? <clears throat> well, I'm trying to do wacky laws that are like only PG-13. So some of them are pretty crazy. Wait, we have but, wacky um, laws that are like R-rated? What are we talking about here? There are some <laughs> weird laws that it's like, okay, we're on a conservative stage. So let's just stay. So what I did, what I found some interesting ones that I just wanted to get kind of like the really ridiculous ones because <clears throat> I know how how much you like the political process and how, mm-hmm. you know, Washington and our state legislatures are always really conservative with money and they don't ever waste anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, just kind of on that, you think to to get an ordinance put in the books is hundreds of thousands of dollars because it has to be drafted and all these people get paid to do the research and the drafting and the, it just the amount of money that gets put into some of these laws makes you just look at it and go, what on earth? Who made the money on this one? So here we go. In Maine, and some of these, you always go, Gary, of course, of course that's, that should be a law. So in Maine, it is forbidden to uh, post advertisements on the tombstone of another person. So, <laughs> so, you know, we might as well make it a law. We don't want to go there and then be looking at all these tombstones with, you know, Domino's Pizza and Jersey Mike's or something like that would be offensive. You know what? I'm hmm. one of the reasons why I'm laughing so hard is because this law might actually make sense in the South, because one of the things that we do no in the way. South is we go to graveyards and we walk around graveyards and read the tombstones. Did you know that? No. <laughs> What's the occasion? All Souls Day? <laughs> no, we just do. In fact, one time I was down on what uh, my first time back down uh, with Mama post Katrina. And we had family all over the area because, you know, mama grew up down there. And anyway, um, and so did I. And so one of the things that we did was we went to, you know, the graveyard and look around. And mom was like, oh, this person over here, I went to high school with this person. And then she's over here. Oh, here's so-and-so. This person's your so-and-so. Then we come around here and there was a fresh grave. And it was, oh, she goes, that's Lois, which was her (laughs) stepsister. (laughs) <laughs> who had just died apparently and been buried and nobody bothered to tell us anyway oh this is gosh. what we do in the south we go we go and wander around graveyards well and, that is um, so much more you know i like that so much more than just reading the obits you know <laughs> rather than scan the obits get off your rear end go outside in nature walk around these beautiful yeah and <laughs> that's great exactly so you know what when mom and i were walking around Uh, That graveyard, that particular, and we went to another one and actually saw where my cousin Rhonda had just been there and left flowers for uh, my uncle Marvin. But anyway, that's another story. You know, you know, we visited too that that day. You know, we probably could have been susceptible to some advertisement. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
Get your hot, yeah, was it in Maine? Yeah. What would it be? Get your get your lobster tacos on the way out. Would it be? Well, Maine? this was Caesar, Mississippi, right down on the Louisiana oh. border by Honey Island Swamp, close to New Orleans. And there's a, a restaurant there called Caesar's Palace. And, you know, Caesar's Palace might might have might have thought to hang an advertisement. Hey, you know, after you after you've roamed around here at the graveyard, come over to Caesar's Palace, get some chicken and dumplings. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Well, <laughs> so I guess Maine, they, they're just behind the times. They just don't they're, know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't Let, know. I think Maine's ahead of the times because I think it's a brilliant yeah. idea. And, you know, Caesar's Palace down there uh, needs to get on it and run some advertisements. Although, who knows? Maybe somebody's put a law against it. Uh, down there as well. All well, right, but okay, you always but, pull these. You always pull these laws that have some meaning to me. That's interesting. Well, but see, so he, here's the thing: it's like the cemeteries have regulations. I mean, they have their own. They say here in this cemetery you can't do A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. That's where it should be regulated. It's why? Do, why is there some big proposition and big law oh. thing passed to make it illegal? It's like the cemetery just says. No, it's against the rules here. You can't do it. We're going to scrape mm-hmm. it off. But, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we go crazy. But it's not like in every city. That's what's amazing. Of course you shouldn't advertise on another person's tombstones. It's it's a viol- it's, it's personal property. I mean, it's But can just, you advertise on your own? My family, my family is welcome to at some point to, you know, run ads on my tombstone and make some money. Keep the you family can't going. do it in the where my dad's buried. <laughs> they, we can't even put the flowers only are literally allowed to stay for two days and then they throw them away. And if you put like some special thing on his grave, then they come and they take it away. It's just some regulations are crazy. crazy. All right. But in Massachusetts, there. Well, no, I'm going to do Illinois. Okay. We'll stay back on these. So in Illinois, there is this one city, Galesburg, Illinois. Don't even know where that is, but the law says that it strictly prohibits fancy riding on your bicycle. In any of the city streets, um, in, in particular, fancy riding includes riding with both hands removed from the handlebars, remi- riding with both feet removed from the pedals, or any what? aerobic shenanigans on your velocipede. <laughs> <laughs> that would never That's go so- over in San Diego. I was driving in San Diego from the airport. I just picked somebody up, and I'm driving towards the airport. And this whole group of probably 30 bicyclers came by. Half of them were doing wheelies. And they do this where they try to swoop really close to the car. And yeah. we're, we're parked and there's, you know, six or eight cars deep. And all 40 – and they're out three lanes. And they're swerving back and forth between the cars and hooping. And, you know, they're really good riders, but it's funny. So they wouldn't be able to do that in Illinois because that would be fancy riding. Well, and when you were a kid, you didn't you didn't all you know show off that you could ride a bike with no hands. You know your bike had to be properly balanced and put together. Pro, you know my you know, um, but we used to do that as kids, and you know, and you you go really fast, and then you flick your feet out and take your feet off the pedals and let the pedals go. I mean, you know how do how how, how does a kid be a kid in in uh, Illinois? Andrea, you are just a wild thing. You should stay down there in the south and stay away yeah. from Maine. You know, stay away from Illinois. Yep, keep down there. Yeah, in the it, wild that's south right. I need to stay away from Illinois and Maine. But you know what? I'm. You're right. I'm a southerner. This is Yankee. This is Yankee business. Okay, I don't understand Yankees. That's absolutely <laughs> clear. Avoid, avoid, avoid Midwesterners and Yankees. Avoid anything above the Mason-Dixon line. That's what I say. All right, look, we're out of time for this segment. 
Uh, GQ, okay. we're going to get serious when we come back with some news you can use. So stick around and hear what we got to share with you guys, some news you can use. Coming back from the break with GQ, Gary Quackabush from GQ Law. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this hour two on this short week here this week because it is Taco Tuesday. Glad to have y'all here with me. Speaking of a reality check, uh, Sesame Broccolini, you um, mentioned something last hour. You mentioned Kwanzaa. And I thought since uh, Christmas is under attack, and by the way, if you missed any part of last hour, we talked about all the, some of the various attacks taking place against uh, Christmas, this um, Christmas over this, this past weekend. And Sesame, you mentioned, if you missed any part of last hour, any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. But you mentioned Kwanzaa last hour, right? So I thought that I would, would uh, for this hour, um, educate you guys, educate you guys, as my dad used to say, on the, the creation of Kwanzaa. It was invented 58 years ago by a communist and anti-white professor named Milana Karenga. Karenga count, uh, created it to counter Christmas so that blacks would shun the, quote, white religion and, quote, psychotic Jesus. Okay. Um, it was not, uh, it was not founded. Uh, it has nothing to do with Africa, has nothing to do with anything related to Africa or Africans. In fact, he laughed about it in an interview and Ron Karenga did. He said, people think it's African, but it's not. I wanted to give black people a holiday. This is a quote, by the way, I wanted to give black people a holiday of their own. So I came up with Kwanzaa. I said it was African because, you know, black people in this country wouldn't celebrate it if they knew it was American. <laughs> he went on to say, also, I put it around Christmas because I knew that's when a lot of bloods, blacks, would be partying. So uh, uh, it's, it's, how do I, I, I'm trying to be nice here. But all these African-Americans wearing these African-American tribal garments celebrating Kwanzaa that is talk about manufactured crap, right? Talk about cultural appropriation. Any, any black American celebrating this holiday has been such a fool, not just because this guy um, mocked them openly with a creation that has nothing to do with Africa. And every time they celebrate it, they look like complete idiots. But because this guy actually was put in jail for, um, let's he was put in jail for kidnapping five years after creating Kwanzaa. He was put in jail for kidnapping women and torturing them with hot irons before stuffing detergent in their mouths. Can you imagine, Sesame? But this, but this guy said uh, Jesus was psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and by the way, this psycho only did four years in prison. So, 
Yeah, which is very frustrating for its own right, but it's just so ridiculous for so many reasons. And I'm glad you're bringing up all the all the garb and the sort of fake moral superiority. Kwanzaa is not yes. a real holiday; it's a sham. And by the way, obviously Jesus Christ was sent here and, and sacrificed on the cross to redeem all of us. Doesn't matter if you're from Africa or Asia, we are all creations of God living within his creation and his empire. And we should be trying to save as many souls as possible, which is why we need to rescue people from the, the mm-hmm. mythology surrounding Kwanzaa. Oh, it's about diversity and being tolerant and being open-minded. Well, mm-hmm. you know what they say about being open-minded. Sometimes people are so open, their brains fall out. And that's exactly what's well, going yeah. on with the so, weird yeah. support for every holiday around the end of December, except Christmas. Christmas. We can sort of mm-hmm. celebrate Hanukkah, but not anymore because Israel-Palestine. We can touch Kwanzaa. We can touch Ramadan. God forbid we celebrate Christmas and make it about Christ and a Christian nation. Um, right. You know. <laughs> even so. if even if you don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, sure, that, sure. that he died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected three days later, he's a historical figure that's been documented. Absolutely. He's real. Okay. This Kwanzaa stuff... Y'all been played. I mean, <laughs> like a fiddle. Okay. You're fools. Feel the humiliation that you deserve for embracing a holiday that was shoved on you by a man who tortures women, mocking you because you have been played. I'm never going to be able to, I, I didn't even know this. I am never going to be able to see anybody walking around talking about Kwanzaa again without saying something. Okay. This is y'all are worse to me than anybody who's walking around with a mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say they're, they're neck and neck. If you're still, if you're still wearing a mask <laughs> okay, by true. now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 in fact, I was walking Gator the other day. I just got to <laughs> tell you this. I was walking Gator the other day in my neighborhood and I'm familiar with most of the people with the dogs. And here comes this woman. I see her at a distance. And she's the first thing that tipped me off was the fact I'm, I'm, I, I noticed the dog first. Cause I always notice the dog first before the human. And I see this thing and I'm thinking, Oh Lord, somebody's got them a whippet. Have you ever seen these dogs? Okay. That, ain't even, that is not even a legit breed. Okay. Who are y'all out there getting a whippet? Okay. And she had a jacket on this dog. Okay. Like, you know, take that to New York city. Okay. Don't be walking that around. It's anything. like 65 degrees outside. <laughs> it's not 65. She's got a fleece jacket on this whippet. Okay. So she, and then I look up and I notice she's wearing a matching jacket. And she's got a mask on. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I want. So Gator, of course, never meets a stranger. Gator thinks everybody wants to be his BFF, and I'm like, no, Gator, no, no, no. I cannot let you interact with this fool. Okay, the human or the dog. Okay, because they're neck and neck. They're both one and the same for me. Okay, I wouldn't <laughs> let. I wouldn't let Gator go near this dog because I didn't want whatever this thing was about to, to rub off on my boo. He deserves better than to, than to have an encounter because the, we're talking about outside. This is, this is, this is not even somebody inside a, a grocery store right now in a mask. This is somebody walking around in the beautiful, gorgeous San Diego weather with nobody within a hundred miles from a hundred yards of them wearing a mask. This is what we're dealing with here. So now, so you're right. That's pretty bad. They're neck and neck. The Kwanzaa people and the mask wearers are pretty neck and neck. Um, 
they're running and and they're actually tying with that Colorado governor singing Feliz Navidad. Do we still have that clip? We we got to play that for the people that didn't hear it last last hour. I'm looking for it. I might have deleted it. We might have deleted. That's okay. If y'all missed it, I think we because that's just how good uh, of a producer uh, Sesame Broccolini is. He discarded the, he discarded that like the trash that it was. This Colorado <laughs> governor decided to impersonate. And by the way, it's always a Democrat, right? They want to go after re- Republicans. Your, your kid can't wear like an Indian costume on Halloween. But this white dude in Colorado can can culturally appropriate Jose Feliciano. Seriously. And start singing Feliz Navidad. One kid goes to a Chiefs <laughs> game and paints himself yes. in the team colors. And all of a sudden, the likes of Media Matters and their cronies yeah. at whatever the uh, that sports that sports outlet rag yeah. station was, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and by the way, and by the way, this Colorado governor, as he's jumping around, it looks he's he's making hand motions like he's clicking mariachis or what are the maracas? What are those little hand things maracas, that make noise? Maracas. maracas. The mariachis are in the band playing the instrument. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and I don't <laughs> know if right. that was his official audition <laughs> to be in some sort of group it or band, but I was honestly expecting him to pull out a breakfast taco suit and just get fully right. dressed up, like lean straight into all of he the well evil the tropes that you are trying to combat, right? right. He should have been, yeah, wear the sombrero. Wear the little mustache if you're going to dress go up there. like Wear, Steve ha- Martin from Three Amigos. You're all, you're almost <laughs> exactly, there, buddy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? I don't want to see that dude mixed in with a mariachi band next time I, I'm at Casa Guadalajara. Okay, because that ain't going to fly <laughs> on AK. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in our good friend Brian Maloney. It's it, he's on Mondays with Maloney, but it's Tuesday, so bear with us. Tuesdays with Maloney coming right up. Don't go away. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have y'all here with me. It's not Monday, but we were off yesterday. So instead of Mondays with Maloney, we've got Tuesdays with Maloney. Right here, he is with us tonight, Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. Glad to have him with us tonight. Hello, did you have a Merry Christmas? I did. I hope you did, too. I'm so confused about what day of the week it is. I keep thinking it's Monday. Um, I've been thinking, you know, I, I thought yesterday was Sunday. I'm totally thrown off. Same thing. I actually posted earlier today on Facebook, oh, happy Monday. And somebody was like, yeah, happy Monday to you. And by the way, happy Taco Tuesday, too. <laughs> oh, well, at least I'm not the only one. Good to know. Exactly. Um, I definitely want to talk to you about Nikki Haley, but I just had something pop into my mind. We barely mentioned it last hour with Adam Weiss, who is CEO of a publicity and communications firm. And I got to get your take on it as well. And it involves uh, Tucker Carlson interviewing Kevin Spacey, Uh, but but Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood from the uh, what's the TV show that he did about D.C.? Oh, um, House of no. Cards. House right. of Cards. The, Amer- the American version, yeah. The yeah, the American version of House of Cards. And I was thrown at first because um I didn't recall having watched the first season of House of Cards, that really bad southern accent that he used in the Tucker Carlson 
interview. I don't know how he got cast in the role with that because that is literally the worst Southern accent I've ever heard since Julia Roberts was in Steel Magnolias. Yeah. That that aside, what's your take on Tucker interviewing him? Because I got into a big debate be- about his interview and how that made Trump look like a pedophile. So, you know, I think it was just on the last time I was on the show, I think it was two weeks ago, and we were talking about the launch of Tucker's new network and whether that was a good thing. And you and I had what I would consider to be a contrarian take because everybody is rah, 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 whatever Tucker does. And, you know, you and I were screaming from the rooftops when Tucker was fired from Fox because – you know, we still don't really know why Tucker was fired. And he was the number one show. And I just don't think you fire your number one host without a really, really good reason. That reason has never been given. Um, that said, in this in this case, you know, lately he's been doing some things that caused me to, you know, question some of this stuff. I mean, some of these interviews are weird. Uh, you know, I think interviewing Alex Jones is bizarre. Uh, but I also think that, you know, inter- this, this Kevin Spacey thing is even weirder. And I yeah. was pointing that out to people on, on Twitter. You know, what is he doing? In her, I don't care if it's a spoof or a in-character thing or what. I mean, Kevin Spacey is a known mega creep. Okay, yeah. So if Tucker thinks that's what his audience wants to see, it's Kevin Spacey. I mean, uh, to, me, to me, my impression, Andrea, was... Tucker's got stars in his eyes or something. I, I don't even know what's going on here. Maybe he's not the guy we thought he was. Well, look, I would I have been critical. I've said many times over in general, Republicans have to stop glomming on to somebody uh, because they whether it's Elon Musk or somebody else, because they say something that that suddenly they agree with you. And it's, oh, here's our white knight on a on a horse. And, you know, the emails that I read about Tucker you know, he may have a conversion towards MAGA at this point, but the emails I saw, he said he was glad to get rid of Trump, that Trump didn't do anything good in his in his presidency. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, that's I the way memory Trump, hold. Yeah, that's been memory hold. I have been critical of Tucker. I was critical of him uh, back in, in uh, fall of 2022, uh, the way he handled uh, the uh, Hunter Biden, um, the guy who came to him with the Hunter Biden story. It might have been in fall of 2020 at that point. I don't remember. Yeah, it was 2020. Um, the business partner of Hunter Biden, he does all, you know, there was crap that was clearly, there was a game that he was playing with that. And then at the end yeah, of the week, he's that's like, right. oh, that's like, right. never mind. It won't, you know, it, it shouldn't affect the election. I mean, I don't trust Tucker Carlson. Yes, um, I forgot I all about that. that. They are friends. I mean, how is that even possible? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, we had concerns about Tucker going back 20 years. So I, when I had a blog 20 years ago, we were ripping on the guy all the time uh, because mm-hmm. he was, a, you know, what we would call a squish, you know. But yeah, he's an establishment. Even, he's. He's part of the Beltway. He is part of the elite class. He went to that private school right there, you know, that's a part of, I can't remember the name of it, the the Catholic, whatever, private, with Hunter Biden. What I want, right. So where I, so I think that he did it because of his new network. I think he's building content. He just wants eyeballs. He just wants eyeballs. Wants eyeballs and and maybe, and maybe also, 
mainstream acceptance, which would allow advertisers to come on board. And maybe that is why you're interviewing weirdos like Kevin Spacey, because I mean, that's all that you've got to understand. There's some motive behind this. He's probably shelled out a lot of money to get this started. They're probably private investors, you know, and they're going to want to return on their capital. You know, the left will set up and stuff and they don't care if they ever see a dime of it again, because it's about the ideology. The right wants, you know, if they give you a dime for anything to set up anything, they want profit within five seconds or whatever. It's like, well, you know, we'd like to win an election too once in a while, you know, that'd be nice. Uh, You know, getting money out of our side is absolute torture and every, we go through this. So maybe that's what he had to go through. But if the price of that means you have to interview Kevin Spacey uh, or or some of these other weirdos, I I don't think the Alex Jones thing was a smart thing either. I mean, you know, and if this is going to be the pattern from here, I, I, you know, I'm almost thinking, I don't want to take sides with, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm going to get attacked for this, but you almost start to wonder if Fox knew something about Tucker that we don't know um, that, you know, I know we've got Paul Ryan on the board. I'm the first to criticize them, you know, every way from this way to that way. Um, but, you know, when, well, I, they, when I see something, yeah, I see something like that, I wonder. Yeah, because they've got they kept Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld. Why would yeah, there's more that we don't know there. And it could have been that Tucker was planning this all along and they found out about it and were like, Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, he could be undermining us. Yeah, and so and yet and and you're trying to, you know, start to launch this new network. But I want to advance the conversation because the reason why I jumped in on it was because of the way the DeSantis team was trying to use this against Trump. Because they were saying that this Tucker, because Tucker, you know, was at America Fest with Turning Point. He has been floated as a possible VP running mate. He's all in for Trump right now, allegedly going into the election. So now, so because Tucker Carlson does a dopey interview with an, with an accused pedophile, uh, anybody that doesn't, you know, come, come in hard on Tucker um, is defending pedophilia and anybody that, that, uh, and, and not just come down on Tucker, but Tucker is now MAGA and MAGA has now supported and is propping up a pedophile. Therefore MAGA and Trump supports pedophiles. And, and so people were like, well, no, um, he was found innocent he was found not guilty in a court of law. There's been no, you know, and, and that means that he's not guilty. And so the DeSantis team uh, is basically saying, well, just because he wasn't found guilty doesn't mean he's innocent. And I'm, and then I got to jump in because here we've got Ron DeSantis's team arguing using language of the Democrats to try to score cheap political points against Trump, arguing against the incredibly important, precious, innocent until proven guilty con- legal concept that protects us against an overreaching government. Your thoughts? Well, and there's a bigger there's a bigger issue here, and that is he is not on the hook for whoever Tucker decides to interview, because if you know Tucker decides to interview, you know the ghost of uh, Charlie Manson next week, or Squeaky Fromm or whatever, does that mean now that you know DeSantis comes out and says, oh, you supported you know the the Manson family killings in 1960, whatever? I mean, you know, it's like it, it, you know that's how silly this becomes it's- and how desperate it sounds. And I think you've got a campaign there that, first of all, should have. 
folded up its tent months ago because that race is over, and he's still out there. Every day I see his minions uh, taking cheap shots. They're still on his payroll. I don't know how he has a dime left because the big backers, I think, are gone. So whatever money is left is being used for little cheap tactics like this, and none of it helps because in many polls he's not even in second place anymore. So the, the race is over. So what? What? It's the most delusional, amateurish campaign I've ever seen, especially for anyone trying to run for president. I mean, it's not well. It's incredibly to- disturbing to me because what the DeSantis, the D team, has done. DeSantis himself and his minions and influencers, like former good friend of mine John Cardillo, uh, attacking our justice system and order and, and supporting the left. Brett Kavanaugh is considered a rapist by half this country because of the believe all women guilty until proven innocent uh, mindset that is culture that we have in this country. We have Americans sitting in gulags right now because of the guilty until proven innocent b- removal of due process in this right. country yeah. and our Fourth yeah. Amendment, our constitutional rights. And so to have the DeSantis team try to look for things as stupid as a Tucker Carlson Kevin Spacey interview to further the damage against our rights under our constitution, our legal rights is incredibly disturbing to me. But let's shift real quickly while I've got you here and talk Nikki Haley, because Sununu, Governor Sununu in New Hampshire has run the dopiest, dumbest. And since you're up there um, among the enemies in the Northeast, I have I got to have Sesame play this um, uh, Haley campaign ad that Sununu is running, because it made me giggle today. Sesame. A president should bring out the best in all of us. That's Nikki Haley. She's a leader who builds people up. She's a live free or die Republican who understands fiscal responsibility (laughs) and individual liberty. She's a new generation of conservative leadership who can help leave behind the chaos and the drama of the past. We have an amazing opportunity. Let's win with Nikki Haley, because we've got a country to save. Nikki Haley, her president. <laughs> I'm Nikki Haley, and I approve this message. Oh, child, your thoughts. Well, so, you know, the bottom line is what this shows is that Governor Sununu is not going to be moving up the ranks. He's the Chris Christie <laughs> of, you know, New Hampshire. You listen to that guy's voice, and it's as grating as DeSantis's in, right there. And, you know, the, the, what I think is apparent to everyone is that Nikki Haley is very much a Democrat in in Republican clothing. She's a closet, just a run-of-the-mill liberal. Uh, And the the speculation that Trump would even consider her for VP pick, I don't think discussions are even occurring on this. I think this is something that was it the Washington Post was floating around? Why they are, what they're up to, you know, Rush would have a field day if he were still here on on the, the... you know, backroom stuff going on with that kind of chatter because I don't think that's what's going on. But but what is no, true, that's what, meant what, to divide us? That's meant to make make MAGA oh, voters yes. mad. Oh, to make you, Trump, to make you mad. Yes, it's exactly. But We've I, got thirty you, seconds left. Wrap us up. Yeah. So the reality is, though, is that Nikki Haley does appear to be in second place in New Hampshire, and whether that matters or not, I don't know. I don't think the race is as close as the polls say. But, I mean, she's in second place, and that should be DeSantis' cue to get out. And whether that means mm-hmm. Nikki continues on, I guess it does. Well, Brian Maloney, thank you for being with, with me you tonight. Bet. I appreciate you, whether it's Monday or whether it's Tuesday, any day of the week. Tell everybody how they can follow you on X. Uh, it is at S. 
scalpings, S-S-C-A-L-P-I-N-G-S. And I'm a real troublemaker there, so watch out. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. In here as well. That's why we love you so much. Take it easy, my dear. Thank you. All right. We come back. Some trans activists, he tried to bully an airline employee, and it kind of misfired on him. Stay with us. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Did you guys travel or fly over the weekend? What was it like for you? Um, interesting. I mean, the last few times I've flown, really without incident, I haven't had any of these fun. I, there hasn't been anything video worthy for me to fly. I haven't captured anybody acting a fool. Um, but I was particularly amused with this clip that's gone viral today of this trans activist who decided to act a fool and tried to bully this airline employee who, by the way, was a person of color and he wasn't having it. This guy, as Sesame, you mentioned earlier before the show, this is definitely a nominee for Hero of the Week. Let's play it. And what about when an adult employee misgenders you intentionally? While she's talking, while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. It wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's also... Well, she did do it intentionally twice. I, I talking to me too. You said she and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have full authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. <laughs> That's what you, because they, this is such tyranny of what is going on with this transgender movement. You're going to, you, if you don't, it, it, compelling speech out of people. And if they don't get what they want, they're going to threaten you with something. And this guy's like, no, dude, you ain't got the power here. I've got, I, I have the power to decide whether or not you fly today. And it's three days before Christmas. You want to go there with me? That's how you respond to bullies. You punch them right back between the nose. Score to the airline employee. Your thoughts, Sesame? There is maybe no one more insufferable than the type of person that's willing to fight somebody over pronouns. Yes. It's just, if, if your whole world of conflict revolves around petty disputes with gate agents in airports because you've been quote unquote misgendered, then you have it so good it, it, it's mm-hmm. physically painful for the rest of us, truly. I, I don't understand why this type of entitled wokester is so hellbent on making society unlivable for normal and sane people, but that's where we are. So good for well, this agent yeah, for, I, for, you know, shutting yeah. it down because there is no use in conceding to this whole, no. oh, I'll use the correct pronouns and you can police my language for me and, oh, whoops, my mistake. Like, no, get that crap out of here. Yeah, well, Andy called him out on being condescending. Uh, you just misgendered me again, you know. Just so, uh, uh, yeah, no. Well, the you woe is me. me like that. You, yeah, you are not going to speak to me like that. Okay, you're not going to be condescending to me. You're not. You're. You're not going to play these games. This is what we have to do. Nobody has the right to try to force you 
to participate. I've said it for a long time. I believe I was the first one to say that it is gone. This has gone from a movement of tolerance to validation to now forced participation. And nobody is going to demand and force me to participate in this kind of crap. This is this, this kind of behavior started with Bridezilla's. Whoever watched the TV show Bridezilla's? Oh, because I'm a bride, I'm entitled now to act like the world's biggest, you know, um, jack wagon on the planet no it really doesn't entitle you the fact that you think that you're a girl or want to be a girl doesn't mean that you are and it certainly doesn't mean that i have to believe that you are and participate in your crap and if you come to me with it i'm going to shove it right back on you you are not going to force that on me no yeah this needs to be the baseline reaction yes. for all yes. people in normal That's civilized right. society and it's the same with because I, you know, people will say, "Oh, it's about affirmation." No, it's not. It's about what is right, no. what is wrong. You, you are. There are men. There are women. That is it. Maybe you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. Maybe you identify with certain not my pronouns. To solve. It's not my problem, and it's also not the truth. And you can change the laws and try to make me, you know, use someone's pronouns or whatever. You can use lawfare like that. You can try to weaponize the rule of law to kill the spirit of it, but you can't change reality. You cannot no. change the truth. And the truth is there is there are men, there are women. It's that simple. It's black and white. It truly is. Yep, so this it is. The fact that this movement and this kind of behavior has gotten this far to me is shocking. It is astounding yep. to me that more people don't foot don't put their foots down and say absolutely not to this kind right. of lunacy. Because what's next? Am I supposed to start playing with some schizophrenic person's imaginary friend? Where yeah. does it end? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know what? If you're a Republican or conservative, you need to stop allowing yourself to be made to feel bad uh, because you yes. know the race yep. card doesn't work on me anymore. It shouldn't work on you. The trans card shouldn't work on you. None of these should work on you. And it's because and just like I told a good friend of mine who is is gay, I told her your movement isn't about civil rights when it infringes on anybody else's. You want equal rights and accept equal rights. And that means that you don't try to force any of your stuff onto anybody else. She goes, you're right. If somebody, it, it would be one thing if this trans activist was saying, look, you may not agree with me, but I'd really appreciate it if you would refer to me as her because I believe I'm a woman. That would be respectful. And then the person could say, actually, I don't agree with you. I recognize that you want to live your life as a woman. And I'm, you know, not going to try to stop you, but I'm not going to participate in that. That would be, that would be one thing. But these people are just making demands. This is tyranny. This is, this is authoritarianism to pick your ism. That's what's going on here. And we have got to stand up for it, stand up against it. Particularly since this is being shoved on children and corrupting children's minds and mutilating their bodies. That's how far this has escalated. And one of the reasons why I think it's escalated so much is because of the way that Americans submitted under COVID. They had us at the masks, right? That was a way which they could tell the amount of the population that would be amenable to being bullied into this crap. Yep. And it's that, working. That That's was a test theory. run. They wanted to see how far run. they could push us. And unfortunately, a lot of people were totally willing to submit as long as it was yep. about following the science or trusting the experts or, or for convenience because yes. it was easier. Yes. 
It's been easier. We've taken the easy road. The Republican Party took the easy road and saying, oh, you know, let's just focus every election on taxes and regulation. Because it's always worse to me when it's a Republican who's shoving this this cultural crap down our throats. Uh, the idea that you can be socially liberal and fiscally conservative is a fallacy. It is the social issues that are that are and have destroyed this nation. And the Republican Party has avoided it, and they still are. Children are being mutilated, and the Republican Party is doing nothing. Christians are being assaulted on the street. What is the Republican Party doing to stop it as pro-Hamas Islamic terrorists to circle back to last hour, are harassing them on the streets. All right, we've covered a lot of ground on tonight's Andrea K. Show. If you missed any of it, don't forget to podcast. Download it wherever you get your pods. If you're going through a tough time in these holidays, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. We're here for you. We love you, and we want the best for everybody out there. We want peace and joy and happiness. And for me, that comes through knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord. We'll be right back tomorrow night, 6 p.m., right here on The Answer San Diego. Peace out. Love you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 